People always ask me, where do you record your podcast at? At the crib, in my bed, on my phone, on Anchor. Anchor is free. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute it to all major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I make money off my podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Black Girl Experience sent you. Freak party is Freaky Friday. Freak party is Freaky Friday. Freak party is Freaky Friday. I want the head like Kaya nigga neck and back. And yeah, this ass do jiggle when I throw it back. I like a nigga dig big. That's a fact. And if you come up in my mouth, then I'ma swallow that. I ain't tryna make love, gon' beat it up. But I do like for a play, gon' heat it up. I'ma get to moaning when you start to speed it up. I like you biting on your lip when I'm looking up. Can't lie, I wanted dick from day one. So when I'm sucking on that dick, that's why you say one. Long stroke, fuck me good, leg on the tub. Been waiting on this dick since you left from the club. Not a pussy squeezing on a dick, my key goes tight. And you grabbing on these titties like this pussy right. This pussy too good for only one night. And we off the henny, so you know it's real hype. He had a dream about this pussy like Martin, bitch. You go, boy, got this pussy creaming at the lips. Former crime mob, remember how I rock my hips? Dick so good, now I wanna be his only bitch. He flipped me over, now he sidled with the dance moves. He fucked me good, cause he had a little point to prove. I like it rough, so my nigga gotta be a thug. And the sex is like magic, we don't need no drugs. Hey, Freaky Friday, Freak Party, it's a Freaky Friday. Freak Party, it's a Freaky Friday. Freak Party, it's a Freaky Friday. This episode of the Black Girl Experience is brought to you in part by FGN Games. FGN Games Family Game Night First Edition Trivia Card Game is a new trivia card game to play for you to get to know everything about your family. Do you know your family? Family Game Night First Edition is great to play at all family functions and it provides a way for the players to learn things about their family. And with the holidays approaching, this is a great game to have for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's. This game is a must-have for any and everyone that loves trivia games. Very simple directions are included and all ages can play. This was created by the Jackson family, a young black family of five that wanted to make learning about their family a fun and exciting experience for both kids and adults. So, go to fgngames.com slash discount slash blackgirlexp to receive 10% off your purchase. If you find the game fun and exciting, suggest it to your family and friends so that they too can have fun at their family game night. Upload a screenshot of you and your family having fun playing the game and tag FGN Games and hashtag FGN Games, hashtag D-Y-K-Y-F. Do you know your motherfucking family? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Black Girl Experience. It's your girl, Jasmine Danielle. Today is another edition of Freaky Friday. And I ain't got no motherfucking notes today. Um, But I want to discuss swingers. So, I guess this kind of 
came to my mind just because of the Jada and Will Smith conversation that I had earlier this week. Also, I found an article about it or whatever. Um, before I get started, I missed y'all niggas yesterday. I hope y'all missed me too. It's been a whole 24 hours without your girl. Woo! I got a lot going on, y'all. A lot with this job shit, but still, you know, trying to maintain the passion, keep it moving, whatever, but bills still gotta get paid. So, it's a lot going on, but I definitely missed y'all yesterday. I was mad I couldn't do it. I was doing a lot of running around. But anyway... Before I get started on swingers, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and he was talking about, oh, I hope you change your policy because y'all know I have a policy about threesomes. I've never participated in one and I've always said that I would never have a threesome with my nigga because I, I'm not going to lie. I'm jealous about that. I'm jealous when it comes to my nigga. I don't want nobody else touching my nigga. I don't want nobody else kissing my nigga. I don't want nobody else sucking my nigga dick. And I don't want my nigga fucking nobody else. That's my nigga. That dick is mine. So he was like, I, I just don't understand that. He was making it seem like my logic of that was stupid. And I know other niggas have kind of been like, oh, that's whack. You you have a threesome with somebody else, but not with your own nigga. And so maybe they all think the same in this regard. So he was telling me that he thought it was stupid because it's stupid for me to have a threesome with somebody else's nigga or just, you know, just a random nigga and a random bitch because he was saying, like, when that nigga goes to retell the story, it's just like, oh, yeah, I fucked these two bitches, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And for me, it's like, any nigga that I've had sex with up until this point is going to tell a story like, I had sex with this bitch, blah, blah, blah. So, to me, it's no different. Also, I'm I'm adult enough, I'm mature enough to understand going into a situation that, you know, like, I'm doing this because I want to have sex. I'm not doing this because I want the nigga to fall in love with me or, you know, I guess, quote, unquote, respect me and just, you know, hold me to the highest standard. Like, I'm having a threesome. I kind of know what it is. So I really felt like the nigga was trying to mind fuck me and be like, but if you have a threesome with your own boyfriend, that's a nigga that loves and respects you and blah, blah, blah. And it's just a great experience for both of y'all. I'm not that mature yet. I'll let you know when I get there. If I change my policy, I'll let you know, but I'm probably not. <laughs> um, But... So I wouldn't be cool with having a threesome with my nigga, but I'm not going to lie. I'll be more open to possibly swinging. Because if you fucking another bitch, why I can't fuck another nigga in the process? So I feel like I would be more open to that. I'm not saying that I would do it. I don't know. And matter of fact, who even knows what would happen if I got down to, you know, got down to it. And was like, oh, I don't want to have a threesome or I don't want to swing, you know, in the moment. I, I really don't know. I can't say. Um, but I think I would be more open to swinging versus just having a threesome for your fucking pleasure. <laughs> so I pulled up a really good article. It's a really long article. I don't want to read it all, but it has a lot of good points in it. So I'm going to try to skim through it and read what I want to read out of it. Um, the title of the article is, I was a jealous partner until I went on a swingers vacation. So these niggas went to a freak party on Freaky Friday. Um, it says, if you told me a year ago that I watched my husband get a blowjob from a stranger and not feel jealous, I have to laugh in your face. So like I said, I'm going to try to skim through this. Um, 
if you had told her a year ago, you know, that she wouldn't feel jealous or whatever, she would have laughed in your face. She's always been a jealous partner. Sounds like Jasmine Danielle Bradford. If my husband or any ex-boyfriend so much as looked in the direction of an attractive woman, I'd assume that he want to have sex with her. Nothing seemed as dangerous to my firm grip on control than swinging, which is why I was invited as a journalist. Damn, this bitch really is me to experience two all-inclusive clothing optional resorts in Cancun, Desire Pearl and Desire Riviera. So she said yeah because it was a free vacation, but in her head she said no to the simultaneously exciting yet worrying images that advanced I mean, avalanche my mind of orgies and gangbangs and my husband pleasuring other women. She said that jealousy wasn't the only thing that she feared. She was a she was a recovered sex and porn addict. That's not me. Um, who's written on the subject and she's made one too many destructive decisions in her sexual past and her addiction had been curbed since meeting her husband. Um, her husband told her they can't force us to swing. You know, they had that conversation or whatever, and they were parents of toddlers, and they were eager to drop their kid off at the parents' house and be childless for four nights. So why not a swingers or why not a swingers resort? Um, they said that the place isn't branded as a swingers resort, and they later learned that the preferred description was couples only clothing optional, and it's more inclusive to the term vanilla couples who are couples that could enjoy the fun without having to swap spit or any other body fluids with a stranger. And like I said before, I had a Freaky Friday episode where I was talking about like sex clubs and stuff like that. And I feel like I'm very open-minded with this stuff. Like, like I said, I'm not really sure if I would participate, but I would want to go just for the experience. So anyway, it says weeks later, they arrived in Cancun in the rain Blah, blah, blah. House rules included respecting their policy that no means no. Consent, nigga! Agreeing not to take photographs of other patrons and having and only having public se sex in designated areas like the hot tub and playroom. I've never had sex in water at all. I'm not really sure how that works. I don't... Mm, doesn't seem like it would really work out, but whatever. Um... They said making their way to their room, the staff members stopped whatever they were doing. So sweeping up wet leaves, carrying luggage, patrolling the grounds to greet them. And they would look people straight in the eye as they held, you know, their hand to their hearts. And they said, we teach them how to face a naked person to talk to them to the eyes. So they real strict with that. They not worried about the eye candy, about the big dicks, the fat pussy, the big titties, whatever. They keep the eye contact. Um, they said that they found the eye candy to be just as diverse as the types of porn categories that they used to dig through. And they said they're everybody there, mind you, it's a, it's a new resort. So everybody there had a different body type. They said all, among the guests who ranged from their thirties to their seventies, mostly white Americans, there were thin bodies, plump ones, short, tall, small, natural breasts, large silicone breasts, small penises, large penises, hairy, freshly waxed, and just about everybody appeared relaxed, confident, and happy in their bare skin. So she said that feeling out of place, I quickly tore off my bikini top and my husband kicked off his trunks like he never considered, considered doing otherwise. She said usually she felt insecure about her thighs and her midsection, but seeing all of the different body types squashed her insecurity and not because she thought that she looked better, but because nobody else seemed to be comparing. 
And so they said they had drinks and they was on the beach or where the fuck they was and everybody was naked. It says that everybody was open and friendly in the hot tub, but it wasn't a huge orgy as expected. She said that she's typically anxious in social settings, but she felt at ease there. It was refreshing um, just to have the nudity because, you know, everybody was just, you know, just cool, just social, you know, socializing. Um, she said, like, children who had not yet learned shame, people checked each other's bodies out, tirelessly offered compliments, told jokes, and talked openly about their fantasies. Some of the conversations were ordinary, too, ranging from jobs to neighborhoods, mostly white-collar and affluent, and the result, I mean, the resort is not a budget one, and we were surprised by how many people talked about their children. Of the countless couples I talked to over the four days, we met only two without kids. Somebody asked, do your kids know where you are? Somebody said, absolutely. This is where it got a little weird. He said, in fact, our 16-year-old daughter picked out her mom's lingerie and sexy costumes for the theme nights. Uh, when they noticed my look of surprise, which quickly turned into admiration, he explained further, everybody back home knows where we are. We tell our colleagues, our friends, our family, everyone. Then he offered a simple yet revolutionary idea. The way we see it, if they have a problem with our lifestyle, we don't want them in our lives anyway, and it makes things easier. That I can agree with. Um, just on many different levels, not just on sexually, what you, you know, do in your own time behind closed doors, but just with life in general. If somebody has a problem with your lifestyle, you don't want them in your lives anyway. And anybody that's not going to understand, you know, that that's what you're into or a change that you're trying to make, you know, kick them niggas to the curb, period. Anyway, this is another part that really challenged my mind and made me think about something that I had talked about earlier. This, I think it was this week. Um, so it said that another woman raved about buying her teenage daughter a vibrator for Christmas and I'm like, I don't know, that seems like a bit much. But then I had to think about what I said on the Birds and the Bees episode as far as, you know, buying my son condoms or providing my daughter with birth control just because I wanted her or him to be safe before indulging in sex. So it's like, how can you give somebody birth control and feel like you're not encouraging them to have sex, but yet look at somebody funny because they got their daughter a vibrator? Because you could still look at it like, you know, I don't want you out there having sex. So do this, you know, in the privacy of your own home or whatever. But I feel like it's still like encouraging. I don't know. It's, I don't know how I feel about it. But I definitely thought about that. Like, hmm, how you gonna get somebody some birth control or something? Be like, you know, eh, if it happens, it happens. But then I give somebody, you know, a sex toy and be like, you know, experience sex you know, by yourself with masturbation. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's definitely something to think about, though. Um, she said that she was taken back by this kind of openness, and she said that it was the openness that she wanted to have with her own daughter when she grew up, and it was actually the direct opposite of what she had with her own mother, who had only once addressed sex with her as a girl, pointing to her crotch and saying, "Don't let anyone ever touch you down there." I learned not just from my parents and our Catholic background, but from TV, books, and songs, from fairy tales to rom-coms to pop songs galore that nobody respects sluts. Men, to, men are the ones that cheat. Women are the ones who cry. Relationships are fragile things. And even though I consider myself to be much healthier now, I still had hang-ups. Jealousy was one of them, but so was judgment and um, the kind of people that she would meet at the resort. Um... Like many before, she ar arrived at the resort, 
at the resort. She said her knee-jerk reaction was that swingers were strange, maybe even pitiful. It was something that middle-aged people did when they were bored with their spouses. It was probably the husband's idea. But she said after actually visiting the resort and actually talking to the people there, she realized how wrong she'd been. Um, once again, taking it all just basically off of the whole sex um outlook of it all i just feel like that's with life i think people need to be more open-minded period and really have conversations with people before you try to you know place judgment or whatever like you can't really understand something until you really come to terms with it and you know really learn about it and then make a a decision on how you feel about it um she said nobody seemed bored or out of love People who've been married for decades kissed and fondled each other in public like teenagers. Also, let me just run it back and say this. Like, even if you just wanted to go for the experience or some people just like to, you know, watch or whatever, people might not participate. or Like, you know, people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. But anyway, women weren't just pulled along for the ride. Many of them had initiated the decision to come to the resort. And if they hadn't, they had still been deciding. Um, they said that the ones that really make the decision to come here are the women. The one who accepts is the woman. She said that the women did seem to be more aggressive than the men at the result at the resort. <laughs> um, she said most compliments that she received were from women. You've had a baby. No way. And most passes came from women. I can't stop thinking of kissing you. May I? And while some husbands were often quick to start a friendly chat with women and men alike, whether they seem sexually interested or not, women often held back from chatting unless they wanted something more, scanning the tub or dance floor as if they were stalking prey. Somebody told them that they had been there six times and told us after we left the hot tub, the hot, the hot tub in the lobby bar where people mingled in lingerie or sexy uh, party outfits, his wife sitting beside him and studying the room had swirly designs around her nipples. She didn't seem interested in talking to us. He said six times, and we've never been off the resort grounds. Let's see. Do people really spend their whole vacation having sex? The man told us that they weren't swingers. I found it even hard to understand why they would come here. We just think of it as live porn. I just said, some niggas just want to watch. And then maybe they'll get to a point where they're like, dang, we might want to dip and dab. You never know. So, like us, they were a vanilla couple. We've met several of them over the next few days. One man told me that he wasn't against the idea of swinging, but nobody had met his wife's standards yet after nine trips. These niggas had been here nine times, and she still didn't want to participate. He said, a petite, blonde woman, his pretty wife didn't look at me or my husband while he confessed this. This ignited a tinge of insecurity in me as I wondered, do we not meet her standards? Isn't it dissatisfying, I asked him. He laughed. Sometimes the excitement of wondering whether or not it will happen is enough to last the whole year. Fantasy can often be more satisfying than the real thing. Um, of course, there weren't only vanilla couples. After dinner that first night, having not seen anybody have sex publicly, they decided to head back to the hot tub now that it was dark. That's when they first witnessed their first public orgy. He said, though I read it in the waiver, my initial reaction was that it was against the rules. Is this allowed? <laughs> but he didn't answer. He was watch he was too busy watching the two couples swapping him on in a tangle of limbs under the moonlight. Um one of the men was enjoying a blowjob, switched with his partner, so now she was on the receiving end and they waved at them to come over. She looked at her husband, who was looking at her, waiting for her to decide, swim away or join in. 
That's when she experienced the key feature of the desire concept. I decided for the both of us. When the man waved us over, we stopped being a vanilla couple and we became swingers. At least I did. With jealousy still at the forefront of my mind, she's still in her jasmine mode. My, hu my husband was probably sensing that. I fooled around with two other women. Yeah, let me start this off. Get my, let me get my shit and then I'll let you know if you can join. So she fooled around with the two other women while the men watched and only touched their respective partners. At one point, I looked over at the nearby pool bar and met the bartender's eyes. They really don't break eye contact. After we were satisfied, I untangled from the two other women and we all swam over to the bar like old friends, each of us giggling and nuzzling with our partners, turning back from exhibitionist goddesses to doting wives. So they introduced themselves and everything. Over the next few days, as if the first night with the group had unlocked something in us, my husband and I played a game of how, how far will we go. They booked a sensual couples massage at the, at the spa where my male masseuse and my husband's female masseuse brought us close to orgasm with their hands before pushing our massage tables together and letting us have at it. Hype! Lit as fuck! Freak party! It's a freaky Friday! Um... We met up with some of the same couples from the hot tub for more water play, which eventually moved to somebody's bedroom. And I watched my husband grope other women's breasts while the other men grope mine. Then I watched him give various blowjobs while random faces dove between my legs. All along, while guards came down and boundaries got pushed, my husband and I checked in with each other and the other couples did the same. Hands and mouth are okay, right? If you put your penis in another vagina, I'll murder you. Are you feeling okay? Okay, is this okay? Yes. Now, oh, you know what? That part is going to come up in here too. But I was thinking like, do niggas use protection while doing all this? Like, are y'all niggas using condoms? Does it even really matter? Because, I mean, using condoms for sex is one thing, but you can still get an STD by sucking some dick, by licking some pussy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's a lot of different body fluids a lot of different stuff going on and then it's like depending on how many different couples y'all swap with or y'all swing with it's definitely a dangerous game to play but then once again perspective how you look at things yeah y'all having sex with all these different people here or whatever people might have something to say about that what's different than the motherfuckers that's out here cheating or doing whatever on you know whatever fuck they want to do anyway just out here having sex with multiple people it's not different I don't know. Just something to think about. But anyway, what I found most surprising about seeing my husband pleasuring somebody else was that I didn't feel rage, resentment, or fear. This was probably because I was doing it too. She back in her jazzing mode. I don't give a fuck because I'm getting, you know, I'm over here getting dicked down. Um, even more, I wonder if I've been wrong about how it would feel to swing, natural fun and freeing, then what else could I be wrong about? Maybe my recovery from sex addiction was more indulging was more about indulging my sexuality than restricting it. Maybe swinging and non-monogamy weren't things to hide from people I know back home, including my child. I don't know about all that, fam. But something to offer as an honorable possibility, as an alternative route to the same old stories we get fed about marriage through our families, our churches, media, blah, blah, blah. And maybe jealousy, control, and possessiveness weren't the best ways to keep my marriage intact. Maybe those were surefire routes to breaking us apart. Um, blah, blah, blah. She said some of the best sex that she had was with her husband alone. Bitch, that's not what y'all came there for. On the third day, as they moved from Desire Pearl to Desire Riviera, which had an even more rambunctious crowd, we met a firefighter and his wife at the bar. 
we hit it off right away talking about our respective neighborhoods back home, our jobs, our children. They have been in a lifestyle for years now. And when we told them what we've been up to the last few days, they explained what we've been doing is called a soft swap which seem to be a level higher than vanilla. So vanilla is the niggas that just want to watch the live porn. The soft swap is niggas that's, you know, exchange ahead with other couples. Unlike a full swap, soft swap couples do everything but penetrative sex. And my husband and I both vocalized that we were cool with that. We had no intention on going further. He said everybody has their style. Um, Let's see... They were talking about somebody's wife. She smiled often and asked thoughtful questions. She seemed to care about us, which I let her learn was important to her. She didn't like having sex with people she didn't want to be emotionally intimate with. Okay, bitch, you trying to build a connection. Okay. Hours later, I'm going down on her husband and she's going down on mine. Despite what she said about connection, the firefighter's wife seemed far more interested in her husband than mine. Wait, the firefighter. Okay, the firefighter's wife was more interested in her. Okay, I ooh, I got worried real quick. Okay, and I'm okay with this, though. I do wonder if I'm doing a bad job. After also, bitch, it's just sex. We not really. Try- ooh, am I doing a bit? Like, no, he has a whole wife, bitch. He's, you know what I'm saying? I'm. People be overthinking shit. After we switch positions a few times, the firefighter says, "You guys want to try a full swap?" Since I haven't had an orgasm, I consider it, but I, hold on, wait, you getting all this head and you ain't came, baby girl, this don't sound like it's worth going through with, nigga, if you ain't making me come off the, off the head, we ain't getting to the bed, okay, she said she consider it, but I look to my husband first, he doesn't say anything, just stares at me, again, the decision is mine, but I'm starting to feel uncomfortable with the responsibility, to buy time, I ask the question, here it go, I rarely ever ask at the height of any of my sexual addiction, do you guys have condoms? They both shake their heads no. She scans the room quickly. Surely at a place like this, condoms would be as abundant as miniature bottles of shampoo, but there doesn't be, appear to be any around. She checked the fridge, an odd last resort. Her breathing slow and she felt the mood shift. The husband and wife had settled into their bed and started cuddling and talking and stuff. And her, her husband was there, but she said at that point she no longer had interest in doing it. So, the other wife tells a story about another swinger couple that they know back home. It's funny, the things you end up getting jealous over after you start swinging. Our friend is a very short, our friend is very short and she has a tall husband. She watched him have sex with multiple people and had no problem for years. But then one time she saw a woman at a swingers club get up on her tippy toes to kiss him and that's what drove her mad. Being shorter than him was their thing. It was special to them alone. And that woman was taking her place in the most surprising and unusual way so the basically the couple had got tired of them and they didn't want to talk to them no more so they was like yeah we about to go you know to dinner whatever y'all niggas gotta get the fuck up out the room basically um coming to a close it says though i think unsafe sex is dangerous i'm suddenly glad there are no condoms in the room i politely tell the couple that we got dinner reservations y'all gotta go blah blah, blah. um Though she's had her fair share of loose and casual sexual experiences in the past, I don't feel bad about this one. I don't feel bad about anything I've done on this trip or anything I haven't done. And there's another, even more arousing reason I'm glad we didn't do the full swap. We've left something to explore for next time. Should there be a next time? Based on how much we've been talking about it since we got home, I think there just might be. I want to know who the fuck wrote this. 
Hmm. Let me see. Is this her Instagram here? Because this bitch kind of sound like me, low key. <laughs> wow. So I click on the link to her Instagram. You're only going to understand this if you're from Detroit. The fucking, uh, her bio says, the author of Getting Off. I'm fucking dead. If you're not from Detroit, we have this lingo here where everybody talk about getting off, get off, whatever, which means that, how can I explain it? I don't know, that you like, you doing a damn thing, you stunting, you whatever. So if a nigga real crispy, jewelry on, outfit, you know, whatever, he drinking, oh, nigga, you getting off. Like, yeah, wow, the author of the get off. I'm dead. Okay, I'm going to look into her page after this. So I'm at 28 minutes. I'm out here getting longer with the episodes on the bitch. That, so I've explained to y'all that, you know, I'm not really... I'm not really sure about doing having a threesome. Like I said, if I do, it would probably not be with my nigga. It would be with a with somebody else and her nigga or, you know, whatever. Um, but I probably would be more open to swinging if I had a nigga. Possibly. But not on no, like, as soon as I get in a relationship and, you know, this is my boyfriend. That would be way, long, way that farther down the line when shit is getting kind of, you know, okay, we need a spark. Like, that, it's not something just soon as we jump in like hey we doing this and this and this like not at all so those are my thoughts everybody should be open i hope y'all enjoy y'all freaky friday that's all i got for y'all today i'm out